calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Hi, welcome to Scam Wow. I'm your host, Caitlin Bradnick, and I love scams. I love scams. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. God, I love this podcast and this community. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. It is such a joy. My good friend, Angel Yao, joins me and she and I met through storytelling years ago. I just decided that because I get to make all the decisions, we're only having my favorite people as guests. Like We're just going to talk about the most fun, enjoyable things because I don't know. I just, I love it. I love it so much. And um, what's really funny during this podcast is you might hear a flute or saxophone play ever so quietly in the background. And no, there's not something else playing on your phone. It's not somebody too close to you, you know, listening to their music. It is my wonderful neighbor who lives downstairs, who I will never tell to please quiet his music. Like he, it's, it's the most incredible New York feeling ever. And I feel like it's such a gift that today we're talking about this New York City episode. We're talking about life in New York. We're talking about growing up in New York. And in this moment here from my New York City apartment in Queens, I have a musician downstairs who plays saxophone every day. And it's the most incredible gift. And I was talking to Angel before we recorded and I was saying, how can I ever ask him to stop his craft when I'm literally doing my own craft? Like we, I'm doing my podcast. I'm doing my comedy. We're enjoying, I'm doing what I love as an artist. He's doing what he loves as an artist. And sometimes we're lucky enough to be able to hear it lightly through the floorboards, but I would never tell him to silence his saxophone. Like that's insane. We're all just getting by. So I love it so much. And if you hear that, that's what it is. Angel today, she is, and I have this many, many times, she's my favorite artist right now in New York City. I'm dying for her to start a new gallery. I'm dying for her to collab with all my favorite curators because she does beautiful stop motion and animation videos. She's had a BBC documentary on her. She has done The Moth. She's done so many great things. I'm linking her website, which is just gorgeous. And she talks all about her life and her childhood. And I think she's one of the most interesting artists right now in New York City. And I want everyone to get to know her, to follow her, to see what she's doing. Uh, She even showed me a sneak peek of something she's working on. And I, she asked me for advice and I had to call her immediately and just tell her how wonderful it was. I couldn't even wait. I couldn't even type it out. I was like, I'll put too many commas in. Like, you're so, you're so wonderful. I don't have enough explanation points to tell you what a wonderful voice I think you are as a performer. So this is really fun. We talk about her life of scams and it is one of the most loving, sweetest scam stories I think we've ever had. And I want to say thank you again to all of our Patreon patrons. Thank you guys for listening. We have a very, very private Patreon I just posted. I'm telling about a scam I am trying to pull in the industry. We'll see if it happens. Um, 
So go on to Patreon. Five bucks gets you our entire catalog and you will hear the updates right now of a scam that I don't know if I'm allowed to say publicly yet. You know, so we're just going to keep it on Patreon, keep it with like our close friends. You guys are like family to me. And then if I can share it, hopefully I will. But right now this is a long con. So we're going to see where it goes. And I'd love for you to listen and then give me advice and tell me what you think I should do. Okay, guys, enjoy this episode. I really loved it. Angel, I want to hear about your scams because briefly to text, you're like, I scam everything, which is like so fun. Because yeah. that's me. You're talking to like the the con yeah. queen. Yeah. I want to hear everything. So yeah, I mean, it's starting in childhood. And it is, I think. Same. You know, like parents, like like you have to scam your parents first. Like that's the first. You have to. <laughs> you have to. You have to start somewhere. So yeah, I think it's it started with like fake report cards and all of that. Really? Yeah. You did that? <gasps> that's artwork. That's early art. Well, it's, it's not even... It wasn't even like mirroring the report card. Yeah. It was me typing out on like Word document, like class grade, class grade. And because my, because I never showed my parents a report card. Oh, so they, they didn't know what a report card looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just hit the mic because I got so excited. I'm like, they've never even seen a report card. This is gold. This is the number one place. I'm just like, and I think it's realistic. I'm not like, you know, like, like a B. What a mark they were. (laughs) That was the first, first thing I've done. That's amazing. Wait, and so was this how, now you said you speak Cantonese at home. Do they... Did they read a lot of things? Like, were they comfortable with, like, English and Cantonese, like, both? Or was it that they just never had the chance to read a report card? Um, it's mostly they never had the chance to read a report card. <laughs> um, but also, I think my mom, my mom was really involved with my, like, schooling when mm-hmm. I was little. Like, you know, elementary school and all of that. Because mm-hmm. um, she wanted to, like, learn more, you know, mm. which is nice. But it I'm is so nice. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, can you just stop? Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, you could do my re- my projects. That's, fine. That's so funny. When it because I'm learning Spanish now with Lewis. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. has no desire to learn Spanish, and I'm making us learn Spanish as a family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel so slow and so stupid. But I think there's a ton of parents that travel that move to another country and are like, I guess I have to learn a new language. Like right. you just yeah. figure it out. You so yeah. Okay, that's brilliant. So yes. So then by the time I was like in high school, I think it was just like more advanced so then you know she couldn't I mean I couldn't catch it either so so then it was just like on my own and I was like I guess I'll just do whatever to have them not question wait so then when you were in high school you made even more sophisticated report cards no so like I think I think it was like junior high I started um and it wasn't even I didn't even have that bad of a grade but I just no. wanted to make sure I don't have confrontation because <laughs> that's so yeah. funny you have like a or a pluses and you're like I can't have a confrontation I will spend hours like scribing this and like doing a fake signature by a teacher because I just don't want to talk about it <laughs> yeah but then it. in high school I definitely did really bad in high school and that mm-hmm. so then starting high school I did not show one report card at all <laughs> how did they not get their hands on that that's crazy they I guess they had their own lives then. and I mean, they trusted me probably <laughs> yeah well you've been you've been doing so well up until yeah. high school it's like why like, would they think uh, you know yeah. the word documents prove it you're brilliant yeah I'm like we're yeah it's official what did now did that did you ever have to hand in a report card signed by your parents yeah, so I forged. So you forged, of course. Oh no, am I going to get arrested? Because of no, this? you're not. I think forgery is the most fascinating thing. I think it's so, and I I know I could I could really start a problem here, but I think more people should forge things. <laughs> I know, I know, it's super legal, but it's so smart and creative. Like uh, Aziz Ansari has this joke: like the vaccine cards are the most forgeable documents ever. Like they're just. The easiest things to forge. Yeah, you can write whatever. <laughs> there's so much you could forge. You could get that white card stock anywhere. Like there's so there's so many things you could forge. So what did you do? Was it just signatures? Did you do anything else? For like in terms of forgery or <laughs> yeah. like fake No, you don't have to admit to anything. You could just say no comment. Oh wait, I do remember something. <laughs> Tell me you love it. I'm like so also in high school like high school was my like, I feel like my bottom. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Probably. When the crimes really started. <laughs> yeah. 
that I made like a fake music video production company. <gasps> Angel, I want to do that. Can I work for it? I want to do that so bad. Because <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it was the time I wanted to, I think it's like, you know, hanging out with boys and all that mm-hmm. kind of oh, time. Yeah. And then into like musicians. Okay. And I was, you know, I was very shy and quiet in, yeah. in high school and everything. So I had no conventional ways of mm-hmm. making friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I feel like I scammed to make friends. That's so I, brilliant. So I made like a fake music video. And this, and this was height of like AOL, you know, online. Stuff. Yeah. So I would write to band like local bands like in Queens or whatever. Wow. I'm so <laughs> and be excited. like, um uh I don't even remember what I called the production company. But let's say uh you know, Angel Angels, yeah. It's like Angel Productions um mm-hmm. just saw your uh music uh show and were interested <laughs> in making a music video. You did? And then what happened? <laughs> and then some of them would email back and then and then I think I I did this twice maybe, but uh-huh. I would like then I would show up with like a little high eight camera. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and oh my like, gosh! Wait. I thought you were gonna say you ghosted them. You you would arrive. No, I did it. <gasps> oh, Angel, that's brilliant. And then you filmed it. What was their reaction when this child arrived? <laughs> I mean, they were my you know they were like high schoolers, so they were okay. my age. It wasn't, but I think they were expecting like. An production. Yeah, like somebody who does production. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, not. Or like a crew, but it was just like yeah. one little. <laughs> and then did they play for you? Well, I would um, go with them to their shows. So they're like, oh, we're playing at, um, I don't know, Redstone uh-huh. <laughs> this sure. weekend. And then I would go with them and then I filmed there. And then did, did you edit it and give it to them? I and- was. I was like, well, you know, like since they are being nice, <laughs> I would like edit a nice thing for them and give it. But I never, you know, I was just too. <laughs> Did you get money? No, no. Yeah, because I'm, I'm working oh. for them. <laughs> oh my God, that's so cute. You were just like, I will do free labor and creative services. <laughs> just whatever. out with these musicians. Oh my God. That's, so but weird. did you make friends? Not. I mean, maybe one or two, but not really. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it was honing your craft because now you are a filmmaker and that's you true. do get paid yeah. for it. So yeah. <laughs> That's an exciting. But yeah, I forgot. Like that, I think that's one of the one of the shameful ones where I'm like, why is that completely... shameful? It's adorable. <laughs> it is so cute. I constantly want to create my own production company, management company, casting company. I'm just like I, I don't like the fact that all of these corporations, once they decide to become one, they have access to all these lists and all these mm-hmm. documents. And mm-hmm. the minute that you become a manager, you get to have a list of like all these breakdowns and, and all these. Like, Things coming through. Yeah, I'm like, why hasn't somebody? I keep hitting the desk. I'm very excited. Why hasn't somebody like scammed and then put me as their client and then just put me in for everything that I can audition for? I don't know. I'm two steps away from scamming and becoming my own casting for like like my own manager. That makes sense, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering. I know we have some listeners that are really, really good computer experts. I wonder if somebody could create an email that is like untraceable, you wouldn't be able to find out that it comes from my computer or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like a burner computer, burner email, and we could create a company and then uh, put ourselves in everything. There is, um, I think it's called like hush email or something. Great. Um, So like you can communicate within that platform and so it won't trace. But then do you have to say like, email me Caitlin Brunick at hush.com. So they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, uh, what's this drug deal happening? Like, it's pretty clear. <laughs> I feel like it's for like the men and the mistresses where they're like, we know what the assignment is. We're all on board. We're all lying. This is me trying to appear legitimate. And then I show up and I'm like, hey, yo, hush, hush. <laughs> you could just grab that name and be like, that's my Management yeah. company. Like hush, 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 management yeah. for for unemployed people who will probably stay unemployed. <laughs> what else did you do? Um, the one thing that stands out right now is I made a fake itinerary <laughs> again oh, for my. Pre- so this was in college. Okay, um, great. I wanted to visit my boyfriend, and he was <gasps> in LA. Okay. Um, for the summer. Um. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> how long would it be for? 
it was I think it was just a weekend or like a few days or whatever. Um and you know in college like I'm an adult, but still like summers, you know, you go back to your parents and then you, yeah, you're yeah, treated yeah. like a kid again. Yes, and then <laughs> and they everything. definitely don't know I had a boyfriend or anything no, like that. Of course you know? not. Um, so I said I got an internship um, in LA. <laughs> you got a fake internship? <laughs> yeah, and then I made like I Google searched like kids having fun in a film center. <laughs> so oh my gosh! And you made a brochure? Yeah, I made a little brochure. Oh my god! And like I itinerary being like, this is what Angel's gonna do today, that day, that day, that day. <gasps> That's amazing. And then I had my friend be like the phone number if they need to call. Um, Angel, you really <laughs> thought this out. <laughs> you know, I really wanted to see my boy. <laughs> you really did. And then what happened? Um, so yeah, they let me go. And <gasps> they, I don't think they ever called, you know. No, they're busy. But and that, you know, I would talk to them on the phone so they know I'm alive. So that was Okay, fun. great. That's a great um, tip. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great tip. Let them know you're alive. Oh my God. And then what did you do for money? Like, did they give you money towards the program? Did you have um, money? I think I had, I probably had some money saved up. So I, For my yeah, job, I wasn't yeah. really worried about that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Because some of these programs, I'm like, they give the next thing, like, they'll be like, oh, well, what are you eating? What's the feeding schedule? Yeah, you know, like, I guess I probably did use their credit card for the plane ticket. I don't think I would have. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and then you came back and did they ask to see anything, any follow-ups? No. Yeah. I'm surprised. I don't think they did. I mean, I said what, you know. I did, but it, yeah, I didn't. I guess it, there wasn't really like a smartphone or anything. That's there, just I couldn't no like tracking. take pictures. You know, like here's pictures of it. Right. <laughs> so, Angel, that's incredible. And they still have never known. No, until <laughs> now. When they listen to this, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> no you parents know what podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. That's okay. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. What was the name of the organization called? I don't. Probably like something generic, like film. Kids. <laughs> yeah, that's solid. Why not? It, why not? Just make yeah. it. Yeah. And then what did your boyfriend say? Did he know, was he in on it? Um. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. He didn't understand. I think that's part of it too. Like a lot of, because a lot of this is like the strict immigrant parents type mm-hmm. thing, like overprotective. Mm-hmm. So then you have to kind of lie to just, protect yourself in a way you know mm-hmm. and that and then it's for them too like it's it's gonna like in my head it's like breaking their hearts if I yeah you know have a boyfriend or like that's true lie to them or whatever were they immigrants here I they immigrate yeah they came here when they were like 19 years old 20 years old something mm-hmm. like that um and then I was born yeah and, yeah yeah no because yeah. I'm thinking like there's I also feel like as a human uh, you know, just as an adult and as a parent, I would have different sort of panics and nerves depending on when I'd immigrated, <laughs> like when mm-hmm. it was new for me. You know, mm-hmm. if I now going, I would be so much more intense with Lewis, where as if I was younger, I'd been like, I'm living my life, we're exploring, like it doesn't really matter. But then it does get to be this feeling. My One of my best friends is Romanian and she, her and her husband um, immigrated here from Romania. And they do have this they have incredibly successful jobs and they're very, they're much more stable and they both have citizenships and they're both like much more adult than Alan and I will ever be. And it's because they're like, we don't have, we can't go home to our parents on the weekends. Like we don't have anybody mm-hmm, backing mm-hmm. us up here. Right, right, and right, so there, right. there was this, there is an amount of pressure that like they definitely feel that I can understand wanting to lie. <laughs> I can understand <laughs> like as a child feeling that and being like, yeah, things are too intense. Yeah. I, like I, even like and living in like you know New York City and Queens mm-hmm. like a lot of people in college is especially because they're you know it's everyone from all over and they're always like oh you're from New York City did you, like where did you go what did you do for fun when you're little and I was like I just stayed at home because my parents wouldn't let me go anywhere yeah. you know like it's like even like with you know hanging out with friends I really had to like gives them a reason why. And maybe most of it is me. I'm sure if I told them the truth, like nothing bad will happen. But I think it's just me being like, I can't, I don't want to figure it. Like, Well, also, know, if you I hadn't know. started till then, I do think like if it, if you've been doing the report cards and if you've been keeping things under this like pleasant veil, then to be like, surprise, I'm banging my boyfriend in LA. Right. Or it's going to be like, ah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that was probably a great instinct. Like it, it was something that grew over time. It yeah. wasn't. A new thing. Yeah. And that was yeah. hard to explain to like my 
friend, like in co- like because they were like, "You're an adult, <laughs> you're an adult, like, yeah, you're so, an adult, and you're from New York City, like <laughs> the most wild adult, probably." Right, yeah. So, so, but it is that like that guilt, that shame, that you know, all that comes in with like those types of yes. really no really good parents because they they do care. Know, but also not good because they... <laughs> no, it's so funny. It is like really, really good parents that really are involved. Also, I don't know. I think of that because I'm like very much in. Of course, Lewis is four, so I'm like very much in his life. But I'm like, I'm gonna want to know what's gonna happen when he's older. And Alan's like, we can't. <laughs> you gotta just let him go. You just you can't ask. You can't be aware of every single thing. You can't be around him all the time. It's like I know, but I just it's so cool. I like his life and. I'm excited. I want to see who he dates and what he does. And Alan's like, he's not going to hang out with us, <laughs> which is who true. Knows? You know, it's fine. Maybe. Yeah, who oh, knows? Yeah. He could be <laughs> very codependent. And like, we can only hope. We can only hope. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like my mom is my best friend. Yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> it would be perfect. Now, where are you now with? So, so then, okay. So now we're at college. You did that. Did anything else happen before or after college that was a um, creative scam? I think just minor lies, like. Um, like being a film um, major that wasn't <laughs> original. That's amazing. Did you say you got a degree? <laughs> well, so I, they, I think the career or the major that we uh, mutually decided on <laughs> was education because that was uh-huh. like, they're like, they that love your parents like, were comfortable with. Yeah, they're like, being a teacher is great. You're, you know, helping. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You have summers. Free, like, I don't True. know. Honestly, great benefits. They're, no, like, they're, yeah, they're not wrong. That's like an amazing plan. You have summers free. You have a, like a great pension. You have a yeah. guaranteed employment. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. So then, um, and then I was still like, you know, more in the creative thing. And, yeah. you know, I was looking at a lot of communication school. Um, so then I did apply to some like educational, like major stuff. But I think I applied most to like general communications, mm-hmm. which could still translate into education. Yeah. You know, like yeah, communication. It's general, it's easy breezy communicating. Yeah, and in then, a classroom or like on a beach. Yeah. And then the first, so the first year of my college, my major was organizational communications, learning and design. What does that mean? It's like a weird. It's like a general communications major, but it and has so many real? words. It was re- it was real. Okay. <laughs> I just want to know like where we are in this spectrum. Like, are we yeah. starting with real? Yeah. Okay, we started with we did have real classes. You did attend real classes. Yeah. So then, so that was real, and then that kind of sounded like an educational major. Sure. Kind of um, but then a year in, I you know like I did find my groups of friends, and they were all like writers or like mm. film, like in the film uh, uh, school. Mm-hmm. And then I just I had to like. I was like, I have to change my major. I can't, you know. Um, So then I did that without telling them pretty much. You changed to a film major without telling them. Mm -hmm. And then what'd you do when you graduated? Well, they figured it out. They what? They figured it out because I had to film them for one of my projects. (laughs) And what'd they say? I think we just don't, we didn't, we just didn't talk about it i guess so it wasn't like a big like review like i like you know it's just like oh i guess this is wow, what she does that's now. the best case scenario Angel. that is the yeah. best case not only did you avoid avoid any like confrontation like you've always wanted to but you avoided any emotional response and it seems like your parents also probably didn't want to deal with the emotions either yeah, like they're no, probably yeah. also like great let's just skate over this because nobody <laughs> feels like dealing with it oh yeah. that's so funny that's so- it's like all these, yeah, and like all these This is my life. No, no, no. no I mean, this is amazing. But you saw me. I just it. tweeted all my scams at a bunch of strangers just starting. I started a, oh God, I'm hitting the desk again. I started a Ponzi scheme with my little sister. I Ponzied her. It didn't go well because we got bored very quickly with our plan. But I, yeah, I mean, I I love this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where are we now? Now we're after um, you graduated college. <laughs> yeah. I'll squeeze in. Please. A story of me getting like scammed, I guess. Oh no! Um, but not real. I mean, I didn't fall for it, but it was the first Good, time I'm like you're the hero in this story. <laughs> yeah. But like I, um, this also, I guess it was during college because this was between, like, you know, one of those like between semester yeah, things. Yeah. You're at home, 
Um, and then you're still kind of like connecting with your high school friends sure. or whatever. Like Facebook just started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, well, you know, we'll still hang out even Colin. though like I'm over you. I have my yeah. college friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, one of my friends, <laughs> they, they were like, oh, let's hang out. Let's reconnect or whatever. And then they were like, oh, let's meet up at this like hotel. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's like bars at hotel or whatever. Yeah, you're like, wow, you <laughs> really grew up in college. <laughs> yeah. Some people got, got old quick. Yeah. And then when I got to it, it was like a, an assembly. Like <laughs> she just took me to. And it was with um, City Group. Do you know that? Yeah. The thing? money people? Yeah. So it's not like, I don't think it's part of City Bank. But it was like, it's called City Group. Was it like a meetup for job applications? So, yeah. So it was like a presentation about how if you join this company, like you would make money, you would um, get these really cool perks, like a cruise <laughs> vacation or whatever. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I was just like, but because it might, I was like, you know, I don't, I'm not like a financial person. Like in my head, I was like, yeah. okay, this is. Job Did she like make money friend. by bringing more friends? So yeah. So then after, oh, so after God. that, I was just like, "This is weird." And everyone was always like smiling and be like, "You get perks here," and you know, like. And in yeah, my head, like, I'm like, "You're Percocets. not like I'm <laughs> like I'm sticking with my like my perk is that this isn't my job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my number one perk. <laughs> I'm an artist." And then I met up with her again, like maybe a day or two after. I don't know why, but I did. Yeah. And then that was, and we met up in a Starbucks, and that was when. She was like, okay, um, so let me know if you're interested. If not, whatever. She pitched but, you. Yeah, she kept pitching. And then she's like, and then she gave me a piece of paper. And then she was like, I'll just list all your friends. Like, name all your <gasps> friends, all the people you know. Oh, like selling knives. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I, but I, you know, no confrontation. So I'm just like listing random names. Whatever she like, says. I'm yeah. Just, yeah. I'm like, what? Like, it doesn't make sense. To Who's list. the guy that was kind of weird? So I'm just like, like, put him down. Amy, yeah. uh, Frank. <laughs> just like, <Yeah>. <laughs> Bob, and seven. Then, yeah. So I listed maybe like 12 people. And then she was sure. like, see if you connect with Amy. And then Amy connects with these people. Like, she was literally drawing me yeah. a pyramid. <laughs> a pyramid scheme. She's drawing. She was literally like drawing a pyramid. And I'm like, do you not listen? Like, you hear yourself? Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what happened? I just, I just didn't follow up. I was just like, yeah. this isn't for me. You got to get yeah. out of that. So friendship. I was like, I made it more into like, mm-hmm. I know this is a side career, that like extra whatever for money until you like, you know, because she, I think it, it was using my vulnerability as like a creative being like oh the artists don't make money so this could be a good start and then once you have all that money you can make your film or whatever was she your age (laughs) yeah it was yeah same grade wow (laughs) so she had been hustling since she was a child in a totally different way you know i mean she'd been (laughs) but i don't know they don't really yeah they're already in that like you know, no, yeah, because everyone matter. thinks it's if somebody says like you could be the one to be the millionaire, it's very exciting. And you want to tell your friends like, I want us all to be millionaires. But what they don't realize is that no one is anywhere close to that. <laughs> like by the time it gets to you, there's no way you're making money without right, yeah. working really hard. And you're probably not even going to break even. Um, oh, that's so funny. I thought it was going to be like, it was a ton of like, <laughs> I was thinking like the person had become like a crazy partier. You're in a hotel party, you're dancing, you're drinking, and you're sitting in an uncomfortable conference room. Know, There's probably like, like dry muffins. It was, yeah, I don't even remember if they had, <laughs> they probably did because they were trying to get people. But it was just like, yeah, screen, um, you know, and there were a lot of people there. But I was like, wait, why didn't you tell me? Like, you ambitiously, <laughs> you could have told me like if you really wanted me to go to this presentation and it's a presentation not That's we're hanging amazing. out and catching up you know like she, yeah. <laughs> hey there this is Justin Bartha I made a funny new podcast King of the Egg Cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black I'm torn by my feelings for two women Bobby Cannavale you can eat it 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, good. You got out of that. Yeah. You got out of that stupid dry muffin horror show. Yeah. And then, okay. So then you've graduated and what are you doing now? So, so I had to, (laughs) this is all just about lying to my parents. It's great. It's great, Angel. It's inspirational. It's (laughs) real. It's how you survive. Yeah. So after, and I felt like college graduation was like the saddest because that was the moment I knew I can't be with my friends. I don't like. I don't have that freedom anymore. I can't like stay out late with my friends. I have to like go back to my parents, and you know they they want me to live at home until mm-hmm. until I get married. <laughs> you know, like they just want me home mm-hmm. all the time. So I'm, I was just like, yeah. During even like at graduation, my parents like drove up um, with I think an aunt and my sister. So there was like a family there, um, and we were all gonna drive back home after, right after graduation but a lot of my friends were staying an extra parties, week yeah. yeah all the parties and their parents were just like yeah we're here for your graduation we're gonna go home see you later kind of right thing. you need them to get in and yeah. get out but my parents were like that wasn't how we worked <laughs> so then like the moment we graduated um you know I packed up all my stuff to my dad's car this is uh, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'm like recalling this like memory and it's like so like the saddest in my head, but I think because I couldn't tell them why I was upset, like I couldn't explain about leaving my friends and not having the free, and you know, it seems like I don't want to be with my parents. So I couldn't like explain that really, feelings. Yeah. but I, w- but I think I was visibly upset. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, you know, when we were packing up, like my parents were criticizing on how I packed. Like I didn't, I probably did last minute of Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I was stoned when my parents came into my place and I wasn't packed one bit. They were like, what? And I was like, guys, I'm just doing this again. It was so bad. It was so bad. I was so emotional. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think they were really hoping me pack. So there was like all that like happening. And then, and then my dad was just like putting stuff in the trunk. Um, or like, yeah, he drove like a big van kind of thing. And then I had this Garfield lamp that I had like forever when I was a kid. Um, and then I, I think it was like packed wrong or whatever. And then like my dad and I were just like kind of arguing and then the lamp broke. <laughs> and then I was just like, Dad! and then I just like ran back in. Um, and we we're living in like one of those like off campus house things. Mm-hmm. So it was at me and like two other roommates, my friends. Um, and I ran back in and I like ran into my friend's room for whatever reason. I don't remember why, but mm-hmm. I didn't know he was still there. He was like sleeping. <laughs> so I was ran there and then I was like crying and then he was just like, oh, what's happening? And then, so it was like, and then, you know, I felt bad because like my dad didn't understand why I was like so upset because it, mm-hmm. it seemed like I was upset because the lamp broke and, and he, mm-hmm. he was part of it. So it, like kind of like making him feel guilty and shame but it wasn't really that it was my like right right thing about like leaving I just remember that like moment of like I made my dad feel bad but I can't tell him what you know like what's going on yeah you're and, afraid of being <laughs> honest it'll make him feel worse yeah so then but now he feels bad because he thought he did something wrong you know mm-hmm, and that's like mm-hmm. hard to <laughs> yes. And then what happened? Did you go back with them? Did you? Yeah, I had to go. I had to go home because mm-hmm. like, yeah, my family, <laughs> like my aunt, and I couldn't, because otherwise I wouldn't be able to go home. Like, I wouldn't be. Right. Able. That's your only way home. So you got to yeah. go home with the And then lamp. I remember my cell phone, my little cell phone was like packed mm-hmm. up. Um, 
So a lot of people were like calling me and I just mm-hmm. couldn't even listen. And, yeah. I, and then when I got home, like all these like voice messages of like, oh, Angel, I didn't realize you left. Um, you know, like <gasps> oh, we, we didn't say so goodbye. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, oh, no. But it was, I mean, like a lot. Luckily, you know, I live in New York City. Like that's where my mm-hmm. home is. So a lot of college people like moved to New York City, yeah. you know. So it wasn't like, like, come on by. We're all <laughs> yeah. hanging out. Yeah, it wasn't like I lived in the middle of nowhere and no one's going to, you know, like True. move there. Thank God. So. <laughs> Your parents knew that. They're like, we're going to see him in two weeks anyway. Come on, let's go. Yeah. When they're sick of their parents, they'll be over yeah. at our house in a minute. Just let's get in the car. Yeah. So, so, but then, yeah, I was so like, still like, I can't live there. You know, I was just like, so back to high school, like me needing to tell them every time I'm going out or, mm-hmm. and you know, I, it's New York, so I can't drive. So it's like, and there's no Uber at that time. So it's like taking right. subways late and that's kind of like, you know. Not the safest. Yeah. yeah. So then I, um, I decided I needed to move to LA because um, mm-hmm. a lot of the other college friends were moving there. Okay. Um, and we did do an LA program during high school. A real um, one? Or, or not high school, one? sorry, college. <laughs> a real one. Did you forge this one? Okay, okay. So it was no, a real one. <laughs> not the boyfriend program up yeah, they actually <laughs> went with me too. They went with me to oh. LA to like pack, unpack and stuff and then they went. Okay. So they saw everything. <laughs> So I already had like friends there and I already had like, I lived there for a few months because of college. Uh-huh. So I was just like, I have to just move there. Yeah. Um. So then I had to lie and say that I, a job, like I was hired. Like, oh, you did. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Which, That's you know, amazing. like it, I had a PA job. Like for okay. like a week or something. Still, that's a job. Yeah. You're so then I, I made that into like, oh, this is a full time job. There's insurance, yeah. like all of that stuff. Okay, yeah. And then my parents, you know, they they value education, they value like job. So they're just like, okay, you know, like, Great. Really? yeah, okay, cool. Um, so uh-huh. I lived in LA for a few years, and then what did you do for insurance? I didn't have it. Just didn't go to the doctor, yeah. You're like, yeah. I'm young. I'm not going to get sick. Yeah. Did not have any insurance. Like, did not make money at all, you know. Like, you didn't? Yeah, it was a lot of the PA jobs are just like $100 a day, you know, oh, like that yeah. type of job. <laughs> did you pay rent? Did you have a... Did you I pay? lived with my friends on my friend's couch for a little bit. I love it. Um, And then, and then they're like, you should probably pay something. <laughs> <laughs> All of our like Cheetos. I know, but in my head, for... I was like, "But I'm in the couch. Why would I pay anything?" Yeah, <laughs> like I felt so like I was one of those like probably <laughs> concept. Well, you don't have any concept, and you didn't pay anything at your parents' house. So it's just like another nice place to be. Yeah, I was like, "Why would I give you money to sleep on the couch?" And then, and then I moved out with a friend who, um, who we yeah we, I guess we rented like a place. It was a house in Studio City. So it was a really nice house and it was a w- older woman um, who, like all her children were already out of the house. So it was her and the, her blind dog. Um, oh, so I think she, I remember you telling a story yeah, about this. <laughs> so she had like extra rooms. So my friend and I were living in those rooms. So did we you were, pay like, her? Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, we okay. were. <laughs> it was like How did you make money then? Did you forge I it? was still... <laughs> <laughs> make tiny little paper money. That's my dream. <laughs> I still had like those tiny, I, yeah, it was like oh, a transcriber or whatever. Bit. Yeah, like, oh, nice. but really like stretching. Yeah, yeah. The money was just like, ugh, like those days. Oh, so. <laughs> I mean, that's me right now. I'm like, we're not doing great. Wow. Okay. So then, so you're in LA. What brought you back to New York? Um. So then my, I felt like I was missing a lot of my parents and then my sister, like she was in college and then, or she was like in high school, we were seven years apart. So, mm, um. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to be there for her, like, you know, like moments, like graduation That's nice. or whatever. That's so sweet. Um, and then uh, my now husband, <laughs> we were like college friends. and um, But mm-hmm. he, he like was one of the ones who like uh, moved to New York, um, mm-hmm, New York City mm-hmm. and lived there. And then we kind of reconnected during one of my trips, like visit back to New mm-hmm, York. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then we kind of like. Kind of had like a long distance relationship type thing, and then and then I was like, well, he's there, my family's there, like it's you know, yeah. And I'm not really making money in LA, and I don't know how to drive, so it's just like, oh, yeah. There's like there's the thing that it's so it's always this with like 
art and passionate things, you have, everybody has like a little bit of a limit. You know, you can go, you can do the starving artist thing. You can try and do everything, you know, in your power to make it work out. But everyone sort of has a moment where like, but this is not, you know, if I can't drive, I can't get around on my own and I'm not with any family members. (laughs) This is not a value. There were a lot of times when I'm applying to jobs and, you know, a main like component is like, can you drive? If you're, especially if you're assistant, you, you know, you have oh, to yeah. So then I would always say, yep, I know how to drive. And then I, I feel like if I get this oh, job, I'll figure it out. I'll forge a driver's license. Like I do everything in life. That's true. You, were you at all terrified? See, my thing is if I do lie about job things, I'm so terrified I'll get found out and then I don't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, definitely every day. Like I'm still terrified. <laughs> Constantly afraid yeah. of everything I've lied about. But Can't I, even keep but it But it was just like that desperation of like, oh, I'll, I'll figure. I'm sure I'll figure it. You will. Oh, but luckily, I never, I never got a job that required me to drive. So. Luckily, that's brilliant. That's so funny. You're like, yeah, I like to drivey, drivey, drive. Like you like wrote it and like are like, yeah, like I love clicking the wheel, you know, I like the steering wheel. That's how you drive. I like it. Pushing, pushing buttons. You're like, she doesn't want to drive. <laughs> That is so funny. Okay, so then you're back in New Mm -hmm. York. And what are you doing now? So now I'm like, you know, with my boyfriend. um, And we, we were like, let's, you know, we wanted to move in together because his lease was up with his roommate. And I didn't want to live with my parents. Mm -hmm. So like, it made sense. But it was, it was very soon. Like, I moved back um, maybe a week or two like not even maybe like a month or so and that's when um we're like oh let's because that's when his lease so we had like a deadline of like we need Mm -hmm. to find an apartment and then it was like too soon for my parents oh because I was like if I do move out I should stay with them at least a few more months before like moving out yeah or like or finding a job I care about you guys but I really care about this boyfriend (laughs) yeah it was that and then knowing like I need that freedom so there was a week in time where I'm like looking at apartments with my boyfriend, not telling my parents, trying to figure out, you know, like when that moment comes. And then in my head, I'm working out all these lies. I'm like, you what got if? You keep them prepared. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So one of them was, what if I told them I got into graduate school? That's a good one. Um, because it's That's school. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they have three dorming. So I have to move to the it's too much that's a lot that's just so much so many documents you're gonna need so many many more report cards and you know you've graduated from report card fraud so you should move on to something (laughs) so I had to tell like yeah it was one of those you did you told them yeah I think this (gasps) was plot twist I know yeah this was the first only a turning point of like I can't lie to my parents anymore. How old are you? So now I'm, yeah, it was right after, well, it wasn't right after college, so probably 23, 24. Yeah, and I think 23 <laughs> years. Some people never get it. It's <laughs> not bad. Yeah, it was really, like, yeah, I felt relieved because yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I mean, there's like past lies that I'm not going to reveal. <laughs> no, of course not, except for on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah. I'm like, I don't have to lie. Anymore. And what did they say? Was it a difficult? It was, was it hard. It was the hardest yeah. thing I had to do. Yeah, my yeah. Life, I feel like actually hard. everything I was afraid of did come true. I don't recommend it. It was, it was harder so than. I mean, I haven't given birth yet, but I imagine it was harder. Than birth. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, I told them during we had we were eating dim sum and like flushing, mm-hmm. and again, my dad saw that I was like sad. And he was just yeah. like, what's wrong? And then, and then I just blurted out, I'm like, eh, I'm moving out. I don't know what I said, but I was just like, I'm moving out. And I have a boyfriend. I didn't even tell them I had a boyfriend. That was the other thing. That's too. amazing. <laughs> and then I think the one thing I said that was truth was like, I was like, I just need space. You know, like I was trying to tell them that I feel trapped when I'm living with them. So then when we got home, my dad started moving my furniture <laughs> Because he was like, oh, you need space. Let me move this dresser out of the way. See, you have space now. (laughs) Oh, I love them. I love your parents so much. I love them. They did good for them for also like being like shocked for 23 years. Like we thought it was one way and now (laughs) it's like good for them. They're they're troopers. Yeah. So my I think my dad was upset the most. 
Um, so they, they were definitely like yelling at me and just not understanding. They're like, you don't have a job. Like, how are you going to pay rent? Like, they're like, we know, we're not going to keep you forever. At least I get a job so that you can yeah. pay rent. Well, how, what, how were you going to pay rent? I, I was like, I'll find another like freelance. Yeah. So whatever. That's PA, yeah. Whatever. Like, I'll find a part-time job. Yeah. Like we all do. Yeah. Because I, it's like, I needed my independence more. Yeah. Right. So whatever. And then what happened? So then they, they met my boyfriend, Grant. Oh, nice. <laughs> and that helped. Um, and it, it also helped that it we finally got... It was actually your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a fake person. It was really him. Oh. oh also, and then my, you know, my parents did help me move. Um, we mm-hmm. moved to Greenpoint like any other, you know, hipster Cute. 20 years. <laughs> um, and my dad did ask, like, he's like, oh, you guys are sleeping in different bedrooms, right? Like, <laughs> <gasps> Really? <laughs> he just can't, like, grasp. He can't. You know. He can't. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, you said yes. Yeah, yeah. You're I was like, like yeah. another lie. I guess I'll <laughs> continue yeah. this way. <laughs> was it a two bedroom or was it a one bedroom? It was one of those like railroad. So there were like yeah, yeah different okay, rooms. great. <laughs> so one that's like an office is yeah. suddenly Grant's bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then you got married. Well, and then you're like, yeah, and I, which is real. good because like. If I didn't, that would have been like, you did all this and you're not married to, you know. (laughs) Which is also like how every woman right now lives. Like everyone's like, okay, let's just try it. Let's have it. And, you know, cohabitat, cohabit or co whatever the word is um, together and then uh, break up. Wow. Okay. So, but then didn't you end up moving back with your family at one point? Or it's your family's building. Yeah. 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 So now I'm back in my childhood um, where I lived for... Four or five, four or five years um, in this building because um, they still own it, and mm-hmm. but they were like kind of forced to own another story. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they, it was just like Game Point was too much rent, and then yeah, they're like course. just live. And this was like a good middle because it's not living with them, but it's like close. Like it's yeah. maybe a 10, 12 minute drive to their wow. house. No, so we're and in so mutual. and they know the place; they're comfortable with yeah. it. So they conned you, Angel. <laughs> they got you back. They got you back there. They were really smart. They, yeah, were, they, they played the it. long game. Yeah. They you conned for twenty three years. They conned for another forty or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like they're yeah. they're doing it. You like, have look, space now. <laughs> you have so much space. You have a whole building, and you don't have to. Like, the rent's manageable or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> So I have to do his own oh building so that my God. son will be forced to live there. And then, and then we can hang out again. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. But I love this. I love this story because it's, it is, there's so much of like, everybody talks about like the conning and the lies of like, you know, criminals and this mm-hmm. and that, like white collar <laughs> crime and like all these frauds. But then there's also just, you get sometimes wrapped up in the lies and in the, support of your family members emotions yeah <laughs> you're just like yeah, yeah it'll all work out yeah, it's you all know? like yeah it feels easier to like yeah well you're serving <laughs> the greater good you're saying like i don't want to yeah, upset this person good. right now um but then usually they get caught <laughs> like something catches you know but yeah it's like a lot of these yeah it just kind of worked you know it was just the one time i had to move out like that was the one time i had to really confront and it was like a big thing and now it's like, and now you're never doing um, that again yeah. <laughs> don't worry <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think of like if there's anything i do now that would require like a lie to my parents i don't you think you can say legally <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't think there's anything i would tell them everything like even if i like murdered someone i think that you would tell them i wouldn't lie. yeah there is something that like there's just something that also comes with age that it's like it's just not worth it yeah, like i, I don't lie. have the energy to lie and hide it and also they've dealt with enough disappointment or like shock i am that, no 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 oh. i feel like i am <laughs> so mental health that's the yeah so that's (laughs) I um you know like I'm going to therapy I'm taking medication and all of that and that is something that Asian parents do or Asian people (laughs) don't understand because they're still in the mindset of like I feel like mental health isn't a real thing type thing so so that I am still (laughs) I forget oh yeah I mean I think that's really legitimate because now you're not protecting them you're protecting yourself really like it's it doesn't matter how they feel you're literally dealing with your own feelings and emotions and that's going to help you 
be a happier and better person. And it's it's lovely. It's like, you know, you spent a lot of time taking care of them and their needs and, you know, placating them or trying to like avoid issues or their emotional stress. And now you can take care of your own. And that's super mature. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I try I to help, you know, I try to be like, try to get talk about it more so than it's in their heads that mental health is a real thing. Because yeah. my parents, both of them definitely need therapy, you know, like they are. Of course. Of course. Every single person needs therapy. I, yeah. I think it's, it's hard because there's this element of like, if you never had mental health or any sort of experiment, you know, with that world, you're sort of like holding on really tight and you're surviving and you're mm-hmm. doing the best that you can. Yeah. yeah. So you are kind of like, well, I didn't need it. But right, maybe you exactly. did at the time. It didn't have to be as unpleasant. It didn't have to be as terrible or as heartbreaking as life was. You could have had more help with it. But um, mm-hmm. because they did get through it, there's this feeling of mm-hmm. like, well, I got through it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is also a generational thing, I'm sure, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, our, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause they're, they keep thinking, if you're sad, just think of happy thoughts. That's all you have to do, you know, like that <gasps> well, kind of thing. <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish. I I have tried to do that. I'm like, I'm just going to think happy. And then I'm like, what a fucking stupid idea. (laughs) Life is so hard. (laughs) Women don't have any rights. (laughs) So it's, I'm sure, because I, you know, like I have that documentary out at BBC um, and they were involved with it. So so they even watched it, but they're still like, and I thought that was a moment where I'm like, all right, again, no more, li-. you know, they're seeing that yeah, I talk about how, you know, I have anxiety and all of that. And then when we watched it together um, and when it was done, my mom was still like, this is part of your art. Right? Like they thought it was like a fictional oh. film. <laughs> You're playing it up for the cameras. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. You're like, no, I'm having a panic attack right now. This is real. There's no hidden camera. So they, yeah. So, so that is definitely still a subject that is, but I'm sure like it's one of those things I'm sure it might like, yeah, reveal. Itself. And I keep telling my mom, like I, my dream is to find my mom, like a Cantonese speaking therapist that maybe is her age or something. Cause she's, she, like, a lot of the things I learned from therapy about myself, like, with my anxieties and my, like, overthinking and all that, like, I definitely see that in my mom a lot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, I wish I could, you know. <laughs> it's could. so hard. It's so hard to talk about mental therapy with anyone and not making it feel like an insult. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, because, because your mind, your emotions, the way you're living your life is the fundamental of you. So if somebody's saying, like, oh, I think you need improvements or you'd be you have aid in this way. You're like, oh, the state of being, the way I live my life, the way I think needs improvements. Now, that it doesn't feel that way to us, but I feel like someone that's never had mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. therapy, you, it feels like you're questioning their whole existence and every decisions that they made. Even though that's not what therapy is, I it must also feel, I mean, I have to sometimes when I meet a new therapist, I'm like, oh, we're going to just get into it. Like, are, are we going to get ready to unravel it all? Like, am I going to be a puddle? I don't have the energy to. I yeah. have to go make, go get groceries yeah. and like do laundry. Like I don't have time. So there is that feeling of like, do we really want to get into it? Or can I just like keep moving forward and doing the next step? Oh, that's amazing. But it sounds like the most wonderfully loving cryptic relationship <laughs> it sounds so sweet it's so I know, they're sweet. still so nice you know they're still like driving me to places or whatever whatever i of need course. you know they're there for me of um, course they love you like yeah, crazy yeah. like that's the thing is that uh, with all of this alan always says that whenever i my family and i whenever we meet up there's always like one mm-hmm. argument or issue or something and alan's like it's because you're all just upset because you love each other so much and you're not letting each other like either have space or freedom or you're loving too hard or you said something that was he's like the conflict is just extreme amounts of love battling back and forth and it's he's like it's not that that's not there or that you know anybody's neglecting anyone he's like it because he 
came from a very different experience. So he's always like, this is fine. (laughs) I'm in an argument with my sister because I want to go out with her Friday and she wants to go out Saturday. And I think Friday's better for her because she needs to, you know, and he's like, yeah, it's fine. That's not a problem. But, you know, like, he's like, you'll work out the semantics. Like, that's not the issue. That's true. true. And I'm like, you're right. We just love each other because she thinks it's best for me to go on this thing. And I think it's best for her to try this, you know acai bowl and we're fighting about whose acai bowl's better <laughs> it's like really crazy i did um my sister is going to therapy like i influenced her so i'm happy Amazing. i helped one family success yeah. oh yeah and everyone listening to this podcast usually knows i'm in lots of therapy mm-hmm. and medication so they're all they're all in support of it yeah, or dipping their toe in it as well that's, so oh, that's amazing. Cool. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Angel, you're so smart. I wanted, I think you should like keep doing forgery. <laughs> I think I think we need to get back to your roots. I think you need to get back Not to- Not be ashamed of it. Right? No. I, I like, let's try making a passport. You know, let's try making a new driver's license. I want the New York State ID thing and I don't feel like going oh to that God, appointment. That. You know, like give me Hologram. that and we can- Yes, make some holograms. Um I'd love that. I'd love. I'd love like um, memberships to yeah. museums, mm-hmm. like a membership access. So I don't have to pay any money. There's like a cafe uh, where I work with like a punch card thing. You know, you get like free oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. And it was just like a a punch out of a star. So I was able to make my own star punch out. <gasps> and just, yes. <laughs> so that's a recent that's, one. <laughs> that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Have you done any other of those cards and stuff? Those are so funny. Like an actual? Like the punch out? Oh. Like, is that, have you have you only done it that one yeah, time? Yeah, just this, because it was sort of like, oh, this is easy wow. to start. <laughs> oh, I want, I want you to keep going. I also feel like you could probably find, you know, when they stamp like your yogurt cards, mm-hmm. you can probably find a stamp. Yeah. Or something, yeah. if you really focus, yeah. you can find like. And only in like kitchen. those places that, you know, are doing fine and. They're not, fine. Yeah, not like the small. They're fine. Yogurt's <laughs> spilling all over the floor. They're wasting it anyway. You know, yeah. they're fine. They're fine. They're doing great. They're very happy and they love yeah, their family. I support small businesses. So I just want to yeah, make sure. Support the small <laughs> um, that's amazing. This is so fun. I love, God, I love it. I, I just, I'm like just now fantasizing of all the things we could forge okay. together. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just want to forge everything. I, even just like beautiful, well, you know, I'm obsessed with forging beautiful artwork. I think that's my favorite thing. Is it like, what does that there's mean? no reason. What does that mean? <laughs> okay, so not necessarily forging, but copying. Um, there's mm-hmm. this company and they're based out of China and they take whatever art piece you want, historical art piece, you send them the PDF of it and they recreate it with like a huge um, em- employed Menship, no, and with a huge team of artists. And basically, when you're in art school, as you know, they do, you do reproductions of a bunch of different mm-hmm. pieces of work. And so while you're training, you're doing what the masters are doing, right. and you're, yeah. you're redoing a Michelangelo, and you're just, you're doing that for practice. Yeah. Yeah. And it drives me crazy that like art is, most of it's stolen anyway, but it's just these like, like protect- it's like bizarre, yeah. yes, this like bizarre percentage markup. Mm-hmm. And it's, because everybody mm-hmm. decides it's worth something and it's super expensive. If I like something, I want to see a painting on my wall, then hell yeah, I'm going to spend $40, <laughs> give it to this community of yeah. you know of artists and then have it in my house. And it's That's it's true. brilliant. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. Uh, my sister's gotten it. We've had listeners have gotten it. It's my favorite thing in the I world. Like, yeah, I feel like this is good. I, I, I like your podcast because I'm like, because, you know, all like the, the scamming line or whatever it is, like copying plagiarism. Like, it's yeah, all yeah. like shameful. You know, I'm always like, oh, I can't believe it. But maybe it's not shameful. Yeah, no, maybe you it's thrived. a... <laughs> you're, you're, thriving, you're thriving to live. Yeah. And also if you can make money off of it, I'm like, so this painting is just like sitting in a museum. It was probably not to be mm-hmm, so intense. Mm-hmm. It was probably stolen from a Nazi from mm-hmm, somebody's mm-hmm. house. <laughs> like that's how it got there. And, or, you know, a colonizer or whatever. And it's sitting there and we're all saying it's worth millions of dollars. I love it. It's beautiful. I want to see it every day. I will pay somebody to do something just like it. And it's incredibly valuable to me. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's what I think. Yeah. yeah. It only doesn't yeah, hurt, it's fine. hurt anyone. <laughs> I like because I feel like yeah I feel like Chinese folks do that a lot like the copying or I think this happens a lot where 
there's so many restaurants owned by Chinese folks and they're just like copying, like, yeah, they're just like copying an exact like menu and everything. Oh, really? <laughs> and um, I know there was one story I remember from like what, another, like This American Life or something that talks about that. But then I noticed like, especially in New York City, I think a lot of sushi restaurants are owned by Chinese people. Like they're not uh-huh. Japanese at all. Yeah. And they're just trying any anything to like, you know, knowing like, oh, this sushi sells and maybe it's like easy to, you know, just roll up the rice or whatever. My friends, well, no, my friends who owned it were um, Malaysian and Chinese Mm -hmm. and they, they opened it and they had both worked in sushi restaurants in like Ohio. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. they, and it it was the most delicious, delicious sushi I've ever had. And like everybody worked there. It was great. I'm like, go for it. Yeah. 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 Because every time I like, I hear them talk, I'm like, oh, I understand what they're saying. I was like, oh. And then, but then people who don't know, like they'll assume that they're Japanese. And that's well, yeah, that those are just racist people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, I don't care if the racist people are being duped and they can't tell the difference yeah. between mm-hmm. or they don't bother to know mm-hmm. if somebody's Chinese or Japanese and they're just yeah. generalizing, then, then then who cares? Eat your sushi and go home. Yeah, I think <laughs> that is the survival like mode of like you, you know, to. like you're just like it, like who cares if I'm copying and is this how I'm making a living. I don't understand, like, well, because people go to culinary school and so they'll copy and they'll learn how to do French cuisine mm-hmm. or they'll learn how to do Latin American right. mixed yeah. cuisine yeah. or like fusion. And that no one thinks of that as copying, but because two Asian cultures are doing interchangeable things, then that people have a problem with that. Right. And it's like, yeah. who yeah. cares? They, they, could o- they could open whatever they want. They could open like a roti yeah, roll place. Let them go. Open mix. Yeah, make money. Just make your money. Whatever you need to do, make your money. Right now, just I don't care. (laughs) Make it all. Make it all. I did. I think I I didn't get scammed, but I did make a stupid purchase, according to Alan, because I wanted to get these um, brightly colored hats for the winter for sale. And if you buy a certain number, you get like a certain number free. So I spent $40 and got eight hats. So I have a, so each was $5, but Alan's like, we don't need eight, you know? But at the time I was like really trying to get the deal. I'm like, can I get more? Yeah. Then it means that like they're $5 each and that's like probably what they're going at the market. Like I want to play, you know, wholesale prices. He's like, we don't need eight hats. Now we have eight brightly colored hats and we will wear them forever. Yeah, it's a rotation. You know, but it wasn't the smartest decision. Um, I bought a fanny pack. Um, Great. On Amazon. And I think I this it. is the happiest day of my life because <laughs> I think they made a mistake of packaging. Oh, but I got like yeah. 12 fanny packs for Really? Yeah. I was so happy. Send me a fanny pack and I'm going to send you a hat. <laughs> and they're all like different colors. I'm just like, and yeah, in my head, I was like, oh, I could give these out. I don't need 12 fanny packs. Oh, you but, give them out as gifts. But yeah, I, want, I want them all because they're all different. And Same. I'm like, I can't, Same. I can't look. <laughs> they're so bright and colorful. Can I show yeah, can you? Yeah, see mine? They're so bright and colorful. Look oh, at all those. Yeah. You can't choose. You have to keep them all. You have to. Now I got like three colors of blue. You know, I'm like, did I need three blues? Yeah. Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, amazing. Angel, you're so lovely. Oh, thank you so much. I can't me. wait for all your shows. Oh, at gallery. <laughs> get, let's make it happen. Why not? Why not? I just got a great rejection letter. Oh. So I need to go on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, uh, Angel, where can people find you if they want to look you up and see all your um, amazing films? I am at Yao Angel on Instagram and Angel Yao on Twitter. But I don't really use Twitter. <laughs> oh, and Facebook. <laughs> Oh, on good. Facebook. No, um, Facebook. There was a time where you can make your own URL on Facebook. So I'm facebook.com slash Chinese girl or something like that. <laughs> that was the one I was like, picking up. <laughs> and then you got it for anybody else. See, yeah. that's also, you know, it pays to be thoughtful <laughs> early. Yeah, I think my Planning. friend got like limp this girl. That's amazing. And now she probably regrets <laughs> No, just like I don't. That's not a great connotation for women. That's so funny. Oh, I love it. I love talking to you. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing everything.
Scanwell Podcast Season 2 is produced and edited by me, Caitlin Brodnick, produced and edited by Caitlin Moldenhauer, and edited by Jesse Karen. We are part of the More Banana Podcast Network, which is an all-female-owned and run network for women's voices uninterrupted. If you love us, the best thing you can do is rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. It will help us tremendously. Thank you guys so much for listening. All of your support. We're so happy to have you here and we will see you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.